Welcome to the Stories Told podcast, where we share stories from everyday people making a positive impact, big or small. Our mission, to shape a better future by telling better stories. Thanks for joining us for episode three of the Stories Told podcast. When I started this business or came up with the idea to start this business um, a few months ago, uh, I had the plan that I wanted to go out and really show what we could do with a camera and some microphones and some editing software to show off the stories that we could tell and, and to diversify the stories we were telling to show potential clients that you know we're not a one-trick pony. Uh, we are able to adapt what we do depending on the business. And so I decided to rally up a few troops and uh, I took my mate Tom and Eddie. Tom's a journo and Eddie's a cameraman. And we headed west, uh, hit the road and decided we'd try and shoot a few yarns over 48 hours and bring them back and, and see how, how well they all worked. And so I started calling around and trying to work out uh, what we could do stories on out west. These were all for free. We just wanted to support some businesses away from the city and the country and, and give them the exposure that they deserve. And so the first person or the first business that I got in touch with was uh, Echo Valley Farms. And that was a farm on the edge of the Great Durot Viding Range uh, run by the Breen family, Randall and Janita and their two kids, Bridie and Eli. Um, and so that was our first stop. We headed out there and, and got there at about 7am and spent the morning just seeing how the Breen family approach farming. Uh, they do it a lot differently to, to many farmers. Uh, it's a completely regenerative approach. They're looking at trying to regenerate the soil and, and ensure that the animals and the land work in harmony with one another for the benefit uh, of everyone. Um, and if you haven't caught that story, we released it a couple of weeks ago. It's called The Breen Family's Four Goods. I won't give too much about away about what those four goods are. You'll have to give it a watch, but um, you'll find some details in our story notes on that one. But yeah, not tooting our own horn, but it is well worth a watch because the message behind it is, is what's so important. But anyways, um, after we shot the story there with the Breen family, uh, it was actually Janita Breen who, when I was talking to to line up that story, I asked her if she knew of any other good local stories that would that would make a great yarn, and um, she recommended Wild Sage Collective. So Wild Sage Collective is a health and wellness hub. It's not what you'd expect to find in the middle of the outback, and it was started by a group of women, women whose individual businesses in town were all struggling during COVID and the overheads of trying to you know, keep your business afloat during that time was very difficult, especially in a country town hard enough in the city. And so they decided, well, why don't we work together? Uh, and the big driving force behind this was Jamie McMillan, who was a beauty therapist in town. She used to have a high-paying corporate job in the city, but moved back to uh, moved to Allara with her husband and, and they were wanted to raise their family there because that's where her husband grew up and it was a bit of a big change for Jamie and she hadn't quite found her place, I suppose, in the community and until all of these stars aligned, I suppose, and the Wild Sage Collective was born and now it's a booming business, which is so inspiring to see. They They had the vision to say, well... The Outback needs 
some health and wellness too, so why don't we be the centre for it all? And we arrived there after spending the morning at the Echo Valley Farm and uh, it got that first taste of true country hospitality when we arrived. It had a bit of a metropolitan twist though. We, we turned up at this old brick building from the 19th or the early 20th century, I believe, and this beautiful old building uh, from the outside, but inside it, it's this incredibly modern space and had a really beautiful feel to it and, and straight away they showed us out the back the ladies of wild sage collective and uh we were given a beautiful lunch in their uh in their cafe out the back and again this whole place just has such a great feel about it uh from the outset i i could tell that something special was happening here um and so yeah that's where we spent the afternoon meeting the leading ladies behind this business and and learning their stories and um, that's why I think it is probably the most fitting story to release on International Women's Day because that has been Jamie's mission with all of this is to empower the women around her and to give the women of Allera and of, of country towns nearby somewhere that they can go and feel relaxed and escape for a little while and uh, yeah, be pampered. So this is their story told. Let's go. Let's go. Well, Thank you for joining me this Arvo. Um, I've just walked from the street into your store and it's the last thing I expected to see on a one street country town a couple of hours from Brisbane. Uh, what is it about Allera that you love? What, what is it about this town? Um, I think the thing I love about this town is that it is hidden. You know, people don't expect at all to see what they see here. They come in with that expectation that it's a little country shanty town and there's so much more here than what people, what meets the eye, I guess, in a way. Absolutely. And as you step off the street and into this little oasis that you've created, talk to me about the building. I mean, how long has it been here and how did it come into into your hands? Yeah, so the building, I believe, was originally a cafe and that was around the 1940s. And over time, it's been, you know, a cafe and, well, I think predominantly it's been used as a cafe space inside of the studio. So it's funny because a lot of people that come in, into this space now all have stories to tell about when they could get their lollies for their, you know, 20 cents and it was a bag for before they went to the movies and things like that. So it was really cool that there is such a history within this building. Um, so we were working out of another premises pre-COVID and I always loved this building and I just always knew that at some point in time I would be in this space. And it changed hands uh, maybe at the end of 2019. So I just approached the owners and said, look, I've got this idea. I would sort of like to move into this space. And he was just fantastic and very open to, to what we were trying to create and completely on board. So here we are. Before you move back to this town or before mm -hmm. you moved to this mm -hmm. town, this is where your husband grew up. Yeah. What were you doing? Who, who were you? Who was who was that Jamie? Yeah, so before I moved back to Allera, I was um, working in corporate banking, um, in financial crimes actually, and, you know, living the city life of trying to juggle being mum and being wife and being career woman. And I think the realisation happened that I couldn't do all of those things without a support network um, around me. And coming home to where my husband is from, allowed us the opportunity to have that little bit of a network with family here. So it was probably part, part of the reason why we decided to make the move. You were in the corporate world. Mm. To throw that all away, was it a tough decision? In the end, not so much because it came down to um, making this decision about being 
um, a mum and having a family and being in a career. And I didn't think that it was fair that I was forced to make that decision, but I was always going to choose my family over my job. So as much as I loved my job, I loved my family more. Yeah. And so you move to this country town mm-hmm. with that family. Yeah. And what sort of business were you running? No, so I was actually just working in a branch in Warwick um, and had made the decision that I was just completely done with working in an office. It just isn't me. This is not what I like doing. So I, um, I went back and revisited my qualifications that I had done early 2000s at the Australian College of Natural Medicine and um, kind of just decided that I needed to move back into holistic health and probably more so for my mental health and well-being than anybody else's, but it's kind of had a bit of a flow-on effect now and I've been able to share that with our community. And then COVID hit. Yep. And then COVID hit. So um, we talked about moving into a bigger space. So the hairdresser and I had very much outgrown the space that we were in. COVID hit, her wedding got cancelled and we didn't probably really have much of a direction or much of a focus. So we kind of spoke about it and went, okay, let's, let's go. Um, so we spent the next six weeks um, painting and renovating and drinking beers maybe sometimes, <laughs> you know, just to create this space. Um, I guess knowing that we would come out the other side of COVID and when we did, we would have so much more to offer to our client base. What is it then? What have you created? Tell me what the idea was and, and what it's come yeah. to be now. So I guess moving into a bigger space allowed us the opportunity to extend and expand our collective. Um, it gave us the opportunity to bring other women into the space and to provide for them to provide their products and services as well um, in a town where it wouldn't be viable for people to do that individually in a, sh- in a shop front, a bricks and mortar shop front. So here we are. Um, what are we very close now to almost a year? Oh, well, eight months, nine months later. And we've got a space where we have five individual businesses um, running from the enterprise and we have 15 staff that work within the yeah in the building I guess so and what do they all do um so we've got the hairdressers we've got the florist we've got the beauty therapist we've got the massage therapist we've got the acupuncturist we've got the cafe um, and we've also got a space where we run workshops as well upstairs and um, we've got a facilitator that looks after a lot of that Um, very visionary and progressive in making our community a little bit more confident, I guess, to tell their story about about what they play and what part they play in the community. Yeah. What you've just described is something I'd expect to see in Tenerife, maybe, or Newstead. Yeah. But not in a town like this. Yeah. Yeah. How's it been received by locals? Yeah, it's been received really well. I guess the beauty of it is is say for example if someone comes in to have their hair done then you know they're actually getting exposure to everything else that the studio has to offer same with your massage clients or your cafe clients and I think it's just opened up you know a world of opportunity to cross-promote one another's businesses you know and these are businesses that through this period were struggling well I don't really believe that a lot of those businesses would have survived if they had to open or be in a bricks and mortar shop on their own through that COVID period there's no way how does it then feel to come into work every day and to be surrounded by these women who now have a purpose yeah. and now have businesses that are staying afloat and succeeding? Yeah. yeah. 
How does it feel to be a part of that? Yeah, it's super cool. It's so nice also to see like some of the younger ones within the space grow their business and elevate into that business owner capacity like that sets my soul on fire to see those young girls have the confidence and to be able to do those things within a network of women that are always going to support them and build them up I love that yeah that's really cool and it's not just about your individual businesses this is Mm. what we've sort of been talking about before the podcast Mm -hmm. is the fact that this isn't about you guys it's about the town as a whole and and the region and what you can bring to it what does yeah what does that mean for you yeah it just I don't even have any words to explain what that means to me. I I guess that there's a period for me where I didn't feel that connection when I first moved out here, having been living my life in the city and probably not having or not knowing that I had common ground with women within this community. So to create that space is, yeah, I, I don't really know how to put that into words really. Yeah, yeah, at all. <laughs> and I guess then when you contrast it, yeah to where you were all those years ago working for a bank and you had to make that decision between family and career Mm -hmm. to then be able to start your own space and create a space for women where you can help give them that choice as well but help make that choice positive I mean is that is that what's so empowering about this as well yeah 100 percent um, I was saying to you earlier that when I came back to work after starting my family that there wasn't an opportunity or a space for me to return to work in the capacity that made me juggle or balance being a mum and being good at my job. So, that you know, there's going to come a time where my staff start to go and have their, their children and I want to be able to make it an opportunity for them to know that there is, in some capacity, opportunity for them to return to work and not have to choose about being stuck at home all the time and being, you know, stuck at work and having to put your children into care or it's about making it work yeah balance yeah 100 percent. and what's the response then been from people who've come from out of town into town and (laughs) have experienced what the wild sage collective's got to offer yeah it actually still probably surprises me the comment that we most often hear from people is that oh we didn't know we could get city um city coffee in a country town and i'm like well do you think we serve I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but Makona or Nescafe or something, I'm not really quite <laughs> sure. But, you know, oh, we didn't realise that we would get this experience by coming in here. And, and we are. Know. We're sitting in this beautiful backyard slash, yeah. you know, cafe space yeah. that it's tucked under the trees. We're in an old barn shed. This was actually originally stables, yeah, that we've just converted into a, yeah, an eatery area for the cafe. So it's pretty cool. Is that, what, is that yeah. what's so special about this space? I know you were saying before that, people have an attachment to this building but the fact that it does already feel part of the community it's got absolutely. that history and heritage oh, absolutely yeah absolutely and I was actually only just saying to Amy I think yesterday is that in years to come when we're talking about International Women's Day and and they talk about Mrs Cunnington and the people that have had this coffee shop or space before us people talk about that like a legacy and in years to come, I want people to talk about this space to say it was really somewhere where, you know, we felt good about going or, mm. you know, it was somewhere that we took our daughter so that she knew that she had a place in the world or, you know, yeah, that every, like, anyone that stepped into this place had a nice experience here and it becomes something that is part of Alara's history. Yeah. What would your message then be to young women like your daughter? Yeah. Country girls yeah. who maybe feel they don't fit the mould. Yeah. What would your inspiration be to them, your words of wisdom? I think, 
you know, having grown up in Western Queensland and moving away to the city and doing my time there, I think it's very important for women to, to step away from being in their comfort zone of a small town um, and do their exploring or their study or whatever. But I think to always remember where your roots are. Yeah, it's nice to come home, you know. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you don't, if your family doesn't live there anymore or whatever, it's always still home and it's important that you keep that close to your heart. Yeah. And I guess that, that home, you can make a space that, and a place that works for you, yeah. where you fit. And a feeling, it's a feeling, right? So if they leave here and they go to uni and they know that they're empowered enough to speak their truth, you know, like that's what I want for my daughter. I want her to be able to go out into that dog-eat-dog world and, and be confident to stand on her own two feet and to be empowered to be who she wants to be, whether that's, you know, owning a cafe or being a doctor or whatever, an artist, you know, like she can be what she wants to be if she owns that and she's proud of who she is and where she's come from. And you're proof she can do it at home. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course. And that was Wild Sage Collective's story told. Now, if you want to see that story, give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram. It's up there now. And you can also subscribe to the Stories Told YouTube channel to get a heads up for uh, when our stories are being released each week. We premiere one story a week each Friday to, uh, to yeah kick off your Friday with some feel-good vibes. Uh, if you want to tune in on Friday this week, we'll have another story from our Southern Downs tour and it looks at Ballandine State School and the incredible work that Susan Evans and her staff and the students there have been able to do in the past four years by adopting a nature-based play approach to the way they educate the kids but also their approach to recycling has seen incredible outcomes as well and um, yeah it's just a really fun story that shows kids in their element how they should be having fun outdoors uh, if you're a business though and or a brand and you want your story told as well you can give us a call we are keen to tell any stories with brands and businesses that we believe in who are making a positive impact. So send us an email or give us a call. The details for that will be in our show notes.